Welcome to Mondays with Matt, with Matt Starkey. Start each week fresh with sound financial advice. Grab your coffee and maybe a pen. It's time to kick off your week with Matt. Well, hello and welcome to another edition of Mondays with Matt. I'm Mark Kaywood alongside Matt Starkey. He is an investment advisor representative and the president and owner of Great Lakes Retirement Solutions with an office here in Saginaw. You can find him online at greatlakesretirementsolutions.com. That's greatlakesretirementsolutions.com. Or you can reach out and call 989-401-2949. That's the phone number. That's 989-401-2949. Matt, welcome back into the show. Always a pleasure to be with you on the podcast. How you doing? I'm great, Mark. How are you doing? Oh, I'm doing wonderful. We were just kind of complaining off air about the weather, how cold it is. I know you said at the on the day of this particular taping, it's a sunny 35. So it's uh, it's balmy out there, isn't it? That's right. In Michigan here, we've had ice storms. We just experienced that polar vortex. So this feels like, you know, equivalent to like 70 to us. <laughs> Maybe perhaps. But it's, uh, it's sunny in 35 and it's beautiful outside right now. So <laughs> Good for a walk. Uh, Go we're for we're a walk happy today. with that. <laughs> perhaps by the time of our next taping, it will have started to warm up a bit. But for now, we're going to stay indoors. We're going to stay warm. Matt, let's kick off the podcast today with a bit of recent news. Extra, extra, read all about it. Well, we do love to see what's going on in the world around us. And guess what, Matt? Something is always happening out there. I actually want to talk about the Bezos divorce. And unless you've been living under a rock, you've probably heard in the last month or so that Jeff Bezos, founder of Amazon, and his wife, Mackenzie, recently announced their separation which is sure to be a uh, costly divorce, spendy divorce, you might say. Any words of wisdom for couples who might find themselves in a similar situation? Of course, some couples probably don't have $135 billion or whatever it is on the on the line. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Well, the good thing about Mackenzie is I'm sure she'll get a package tomorrow morning with uh, all of her settlement money in it. <laughs> Ordering through Amazon is found to be a, a really convenient thing, but divorce is not so convenient. And whether you're a billionaire or whether you're just scraping pennies together, there's a couple of things that most people will want to consider. In fact, I was just visiting with a client this morning, actually, who was contemplating this very thing. Not happy in the marriage, but considering the fact that financially it's going to cost him about half of everything that he has after talking with an attorney. And so one of the biggest factors for him, uh, you know, divorce comes up for a number of reasons, but finances is a big one of those reasons. And I think, Mark, one of the things we have to consider is the cost of divorce. You know, when people are at the altar, they say love is blind, but um, there's a lot, there's a lot of things that come into play when you get married and you promise forever. You naturally think there's a happily ever after but without some negotiations and without kind of going into a marriage with the attitude of, hey, I'm, I'm willing to give up, you know, everything to be with you and to make you happy. If you lose that somewhere along the line and you get a little selfish or, hey, things didn't quite work out how we had planned, you definitely got to consider the cost. Nowadays, and we're in 2019, I think the last I looked, the average cost of a wedding it tends to be twenty to thirty thousand dollars, and the average cost of divorce is over forty to fifty thousand plus. So, what you find is that it's <laughs> a lot of people when they're ready to say "I do," they make this commitment, and then uh, 
it costs them even more to separate. So one of the things you've got to consider is income. Are both spouses working? Is one worked all of their life and the other one stayed at home raising kids and, and things like that? If you're at a situation where you're ready to split, you're going to start two sets of expenses now. If there's one house, maybe there's some alimony that has to be paid out to one spouse. Maybe you sell the house. Maybe both people move. One person is in an apartment. The other one stays in the home, but you have to pay that person off. So this can be, and we've seen this through judges' orders when the divorce is final, you get the qualified domestic relations order where, hey, split this 401k in half. Okay, I've got 500000 in my retirement, and now my ex-spouse is going to get 250000 of this. It's going to change the dynamic. It's going to change your retirement goals and retirement income. If you have a pension, sometimes that pension is split in half, and now whoever's receiving this pension is paying half of it basically to that spouse to get away. So there's a lot of emotional issues, sometimes some physical things, and then we got to consider children. If you have young children, don't forget, these kids grow up and they want to get married. Usually there's going to be a uh, maybe a cost to school. You might end up splitting that. What about driving? What about getting married someday down the road? Are we going to split the cost of the wedding? Are they on their own? You know, kids really, um, some of the best things that will happen in your life. But if you find yourself in the middle of a divorce situation and you have children, don't forget when you have grandkids, you know, you and your ex could potentially be at all those events together, kindergarten and grandparents day and graduation and, and on and on. So when two people come together, you know, they form one bond and it's really difficult to separate those. Definitely there is cost and it definitely changes your financial life. So if you're in that boat, just think about the end result. And if you really need to separate, definitely talk to a financial advisor and I guess one of the things that I find some recent people that I've talked to is some people just don't care. They want to get out. And Mark, one of the dangerous things is if you're the spouse that's been at home with the kids and you want to get out, I always encourage you to um, definitely ask for your share. You might just say, you know what, I don't care. But when it comes to retirement, people that don't ask for what they're due for whatever reason, they might have some emotional baggage behind that, but I'll always ask them to meet with a professional because if they don't ask for enough upfront during this divorce process, what happens is they end up living a pauper's life um, because they didn't split the assets or because the other spouse didn't end up having to pay alimony and it can really devastate you financially. Oh, certainly. It's such a sensitive topic. It's something you want to be careful how you approach and just be aware of. I mean, I think it's, like you said, it starts at the altar, right, with that commitment. Um, but as, if things don't go as planned, then uh, you, you need to kind of go in with eyes wide open. It's certainly a messy subject. And of course, there's only so much we can really get into on a podcast, right? I mean, it's it's kind of uh, trivial almost to talk about it on a podcast. But we'd love to have uh, you know more in-depth conversations with you. If this is something you're walking through, we'd love to be able to walk you know through this with you. And uh, we'd love to be a resource to you. And so as we said at the beginning of the podcast, you can go back and get the information. But it's GreatLakesRetirementSolutions.com. Uh, you reach out and give Matt a call there at the office. We'll give that number out. Uh, again at the end so you can have but we'd love to be a resource as you walk through 
such a sensitive time in life. That's the news. And now, Matt, let's dive into some of the upsides and downsides of being an informed consumer. That's what we want to talk about on the podcast today. Here's the deal. There is more information out there than ever before. It's all on Google. I actually did a search uh, a few days ago on this topic. I was just curious. If you Google the word investment, Matt, how many results do you think you get on Google? Oh, probably a couple hundred thousand. Oh, how (laughs) about, let's see, I have 2.3 billion results by typing in the word investment. Billion with a B. I mean, that's incredible. So all that to say, there's a lot of voices out there. There's all sorts of information. And so it's easy to be informed, but we want you to be careful of where you're getting your information. And there's certainly some downsides to being an informed consumer. Let's talk about some of those ups and downs, shall we? As I said, news comes from everywhere. Let's think about the media, talk TV shows, magazines, newsletters. Let's maybe start with that category. Who would you say are those primary voices in the media that you see, you know, who you see people are listening to? Well, I hear a lot locally. We've we've got some radio hosts, but you know, you look out there in the cable news networks and there's a couple of good folks to listen to, but a lot of the the talking heads um, you find are Jim Cramer, and I think that's more for entertainment <laughs> than it is for actual sound financial advice. Um, but a lot of people don't distinguish that. Uh, another voice that we hear on the radio all the time is Dave Ramsey. He's talking about budgeting and getting out of debt primarily. He does venture into, hey, giving a little generalized financial advice, and then he if you're not working with someone, you click on it, work with an endorsed person. That's basically one of his his endorsed people. Um, and there's good sides to some of the people that are out there, and there's bad you know, downsides as well. And you need to realize that everything that you hear comes through this filter of your own brain. And each person is a little bit different. They've got the cognitive, you know, what they know to be the right way to do things. And then we often get time influenced by our emotion, but primarily in the, in the local media, we find that there's these gentlemen and the TV and the radio. And then we've got a few also where you, if you listen to talk radio at all, you hear some of these commercials on, uh, Hey, save your retirement right now. Or you might hear a little bit of, of a spiel about gold and why you should invest. You hear guys like, Harry Dent, who is famous for predicting the absolute opposite, <laughs> I've found, of, of what's actually <laughs> going to happen in the market. So these are a few of the uh, talking heads that people see in the media or, or listen to. And I think it's important to point out, we're not saying they're all bad either. I mean, certainly, uh, you mentioned Dave Ramsey. I know he helps a lot of folks get out of debt. I mean, that's an important part, certainly, of uh, especially as you're looking to retire, but especially for younger couples, getting out of debt, yeah. living financially free. And so some of these voices offer good, sound wisdom. It's just that there's so much of it out there, it's kind of hard to know who to turn to. And also, even you know, as much as I personally, I enjoy Dave, you know, he doesn't have licenses and he says that he's, he's up front about that. And he even typically says, Hey, you know, don't listen to me, go find someone local. I mean, in your area that you can trust and turn to. 
And so I think that's just it's just important to remember as you're taking in some of this information. Where is it coming from? What are their qualifications to speak on the subject? And what biases might they have? Of course, let's turn now to the Internet. Now, that's a whole other can of worms. As I said, I Googled investment, 3 billion results or 2.3, I think. What are the pros and cons of Googling your financial advice, making that research on perhaps a particular product or strategy? Mark, that's a great question. And and one of the real simple answers is pay-per-click, pay-per-click. There are advertisers everywhere on Google, and they want your money. So when you get into those first 10 results of your research, buyer beware. They are out there, and they've got the slickest marketing to try to get your money. I think you got to be careful when you search online for anything. Naturally, there's just like there's viruses, you know, at certain websites. Think of your finances as, hey, man, if I get a virus in my finances, if I get sick, if I I could get taken, you got to be really careful. Number one, I would look for more for objective news. When you're doing research, look at the IRS's website and publications. The IRS, when you're doing research on IRAs and things like that, you know, number one, they have the rules. But secondly, you're not getting fleeced by maybe a product that may not work well for your financial situation. But you're right. I mean, people search all the time and frequently, and not not extremely frequently, but clients will come in and say, hey, I, I heard of this, or I heard of this income, or I heard about it, and, you know, the real popular retirement word is annuities, you know? Are they good? Are they bad? What's the caveats? Should I be considering different products, or should I invest in stocks directly or mutual funds? So there's a lot of people that don't know, and I wish there was an easier way to be certain about your finances. But ultimately, you know, one of the pros is there's information everywhere. I guess the con or the the downside of that is you have to run it by an advisor of some sort, preferably, like you said, somebody that's been in the industry for a lot of years that knows the industry and tax laws are constantly changing as well. So how you save or invest will determine later on down the road things like, do I have to pay taxes on it when I take my money out? Is it going to impact my social security and drive me into a higher tax bracket when I receive income? And there's just a lot of considerations. So there's good reasons to use the internet, um, a lot of information, billions of articles, but it can be really difficult for the consumer to really sort through and understand what they're looking at or what they're looking for. So naturally, I think that the easiest thing to do is to set up an appointment, meet with a financial uh, coach or an advisor, somebody that's not tied to uh, getting compensated to sell you something, but somebody that can really be a fiduciary and give you an objective opinion. And we say that in sort of a buyer beware sort of mentality, look out for what's out there on the internet. But I think it's also important to point out there's nothing wrong with saying you know, with going to your advisor and saying, hey, I found this such and such strategy or such and such product. I want to talk and see if it might fit my portfolio. And your advisor, someone you trust, can really help you to walk through whether it is a good fit. Yeah, that's exactly right. I mean, there is nothing wrong with doing the research and uh, you might find something that's really beneficial for you. And it really depends on your own situation and how it applies. So when you're doing your research, just be aware that the wolf is out there and <laughs> looking for lunch, and um, you need to make an informed decision, and don't be quick. You know, always do your research 
and run it by another person, run it by an advisor or two, and just to make sure that it's correct or the appropriate thing for your situation. So Matt, what's it look like to take that step, you know, to come in and visit with you and maybe talk about some of the research you found online or just to talk about what strategies might actually be a best fit for your portfolio? Yeah, well, if you're already a client, you're going to know that I am very much uh, open to discussing that with you. If you haven't yet met with someone and you're looking for an objective opinion, we don't charge for our first consultation. And, and during that time, we can meet. You can meet me. I'll meet you and find out, number one, is there a good chemistry? Is there a reason for us to, to work together? And usually our first meeting, it doesn't take long for us to determine whether or not your concerns are something that we would be able to help you with right off the bat. Generally, our first consultation is free. But at the end of that, I always tell people, don't necessarily expect a uh, specific recommendation. First meeting is kind of get to know you, and then we can look at your concerns and um, set a strategy to um, address those concerns. And usually that'll lead into a a second meeting, or we'll say, you know, well, hey, it was nice to meet you, and um, we'll say goodbye. So really, there's no pressure. I'm not somebody that believes that you should be coerced into buying anything. And uh, that's really not how we work at all. So those people that are interested, give us a call. We'd love to meet with you. There's no sales pressure. Nothing's sold. It's just kind of a get to know you in our first visit. And of course, if you'd like to take advantage of that, come in for a visit with Matt and the team at Great Lakes Retirement Solutions. Reach out and give him a call. The number is 989-401-2949. That's 989-401-2949. Come in for a visit with Matt Starkey and the team. Again, GreatLakesRetirementSolutions.com is the website. That's GreatLakesRetirementSolutions.com. Matt, as always, a pleasure with you being on this podcast. It was a pleasure, and thank you, Mark. We'll do it again on another edition of Mondays with Matt. Information is for illustrative purposes only and does not constitute tax, investment, or legal advice. Always consult with a qualified investment, legal, or tax professional before taking any action.